How do you boss your business while living with ADD? Hi, welcome to Business Mindset Mastery. I'm your host, Heather Gray. I'm a mindset and leadership expert. I work with business owners, leaders, and entrepreneurs over at heathergrayconsulting.com. And today we're diving into a listener question. How do you run your business when you constantly feel internally disorganized? How do you run a business when you think or know you have ADD or ADHD? It's a common struggle that's hard to talk about sometimes. I really appreciate today's listener for reaching out with her question and her point of view. We're going to dig into the topic with her question, and I'll find you all on the other side. Though I am what, hi, let me start that one over. Hi, Heather. Though I am what some might call a successful fempreneur, I'm struggling to create revenue in my new business. I suffer from somewhat severe imposter syndrome. I think part of it has to do with me often feeling stupid because my brain works differently than others and I can be a slow learner. I have extreme difficulty focusing on the regular and I'm pretty sure I have ADD. I've never been officially diagnosed, but I'm on every page of the book, Queen of Distractions. And a tech who did an EEG on my brain several years ago said it looked like I had ADD. This seems to be more of an adult onset thing. And the pervasive amount of digital input and technology these days certainly doesn't help. So if you're looking for a listener question, I guess my question would be, how does one manage imposter syndrome when you aren't seeing revenue, as well as managing imposter syndrome with ADD symptoms that seem to sometimes derail progress? Okay, first of all, um, thank you so much for reaching out with this question. I think the more um, listeners we have who are coming in and talking about their real emotional experiences running their business and giving us an opportunity to dive in and have real conversations, the more people are going to feel connected, seen, heard, and understood. So thank you for being a part of these hard conversations with me. I appreciate you reaching out with your question. Now you have two questions, right? You have, how do you feel good about yourself when your business isn't making money? And how do you feel good about yourself as a business owner when you have ADD and can get easily distracted? Um, Let's not pile on and make it like you have so many issues. The issue you have is you're struggling to feel good about yourself because your business hasn't yet made money and you also struggle with ADD. I think sometimes in the mindset space, one of the things that happens is people like to think of themselves as having all these different problems. Like, oh, I have imposter syndrome. I have shiny object syndrome. I have a money mindset problem. I have an upper <laughs> upper limiting belief problem, et cetera, et cetera. And we create all kinds of different mindset problems when in actuality, what we're talking about is I don't feel as great about myself as I wish I could feel about myself in my business. So we're going to tackle it from that lens. And the first thing that stands out to me in your letter is that you're pretty sure you have ADD, but you haven't been diagnosed and you've been trying to self-treat. So one of the things that I would really consider 
is go and get yourself officially diagnosed. Because part of it is even though you're pretty sure you have it, even though you're pretty sure you're going to get the answer from it, one of the things that happens when you forget something, when you start something and you don't finish, when you, you know, kind of get through three things and then you easily find yourself distracted and going off and doing something else, or when your um, energy levels are inconsistent with how you're, you think they should be, you start to think the problem is you, even if you kind of sort of know it's ADD, ADHD. It's also a really good idea to not self-diagnose based on the personal development section of your local bookstore, because there are a lot of medical conditions sometimes that can kick up and resemble ADD, ADHD, particularly if somebody is looking at your brain (laughs) or looking at an EEG or looking at anything like that. (laughs) Like you want to be able to rule out medical first, just on the off chance that you are, you know, struggling with something medical and not something psychiatric. The next thing you know, is really then, you know, one of the things that happens when people say, oh, I think I'm depressed. Oh, I think I'm anxious. Oh, I think I have ADD. Oh, I think I have this. And if you don't take the time to take it seriously, to address it and to validate that you have it, then more often than not, you're not taking the time to treat it to learn solutions for managing it, to engage in training around managing ADD and ADHD. Because you're reading these books, you're trying to find the strategies, but because of your ADD, you're not able to focus. In this online entrepreneurial space, there are several people who are offering ADD coaching, ADD um online business training, tools, tips, strategies, etc. There is a wealth of resources out there for ways that people can struggle with ADD, ADHD, and still be professionally successful. But if you're focusing on your business and you're telling yourself it will just feel better once your latest business iteration finds success similar to other businesses you've started, then you're constantly actually going to feel like the hamster on the wheel and nothing triggers ADD responses and ADHD responses than feeling like you're a hamster on the wheel. So, you know, the first thing I'm going to say to you is get diagnostics done. Make sure that this is what you're struggling with. Get clear on whether or not you're managing ADHD, which is, you know, attention deficit hyperactivity disorder versus just regular old attention deficit disorder. Get a sense of the severity of it for you. Get a sense of what your diagnostic picture is because one size ADD does not fit all. It presents very differently for some people, particularly if you're talking about adult onset. Like, I don't know how old you are, but if you have a hormonal influence in this, um, if there's something going on with... uh, anything like that. Like there's just so many things. Thyroid issues can sometimes be a part of this. So I really like, I want, got, I, I don't, I'm not a fan of Dr. Google. <laughs> so I'd like to fire Dr. Google and Dr. WebMD and get you to a real doctor and get you to a real trained professional and to do the diagnostics, to do the assessments, to get you out of the personal development section. And then I want you treating this condition just like you would treat anything else. Because I think what I'm up happening is because it's quote unquote just ADD or it's 
only ADHD, we, we sort of like people like start to minimize that and they don't take it seriously for themselves. And then as a result, they set up the expectation for themselves that they just have to do their to-do list, that they just have to get up at 5 a.m. and do their work. And it's, you know, it's not like, it's not going to be easy, but they just have to double down, grind it out and, and hustle it through and do the work rather than how is ADD and how is ADHD affecting your brain? How is it affecting your ability to do things? What does your brain and your body and your system need personally in order to function optimally? Are you setting this up for success? For example, people know like my sister growing up had asthma. And as soon as she entered the freezer section or the produce section of a grocery store, she was hacking up a lung. So she kind of knew that like we had to prepare her that like whenever possible, she wouldn't even go through the freezer section. She was six years old. Why did she need to look at every single section? I could sit with her at the end of the aisle while my stepmother went and did the shopping down that aisle. You know, people who struggle with um, uh, diabetes, for example, they need to test their sugar regularly. So even if they're these high powered corporate executives with super busy jobs or, you know, surgeons or people with demanding professions, they still need to figure out a way to do their job and check their sugars. And the same thing with anybody who has a chronic medical condition. The difference is, is when it's chronic and medical, we give ourselves permission to treat it and to adjust things in our work schedule around it. When it's quote unquote, just depression, just anxiety, bipolar, disorder, fill in the blank with whatever mental health disorder you're struggling with. The first thing that happens is you don't give, you force yourself to do it the way you think you should do it rather than learning the strategies that set you up for success. So perhaps you're going to learn in doing this that you're somebody who can get a lot done in two hours, but then you need a three hour break, or you actually are going to go balls to the wall for six hours, and then you're just going to be done for the day and you can only have a six hour work day. But if you spend time learning what you need to be your most successful and setting your business up to be the most successful, then you are then setting yourself up for success rather than setting yourself up to fail, rather than setting yourself up to always feel like crap because you didn't do it the way everyone else has done it. So those are steps one and two. Get the diagnostics, learn what how ADD or ADHD is affecting your body and your system, and learn the strategies that set you up for success so you can be most you know, most effective. You know, the next piece to this for the new business owner, that when people struggle with feeling small, when they feel like they are not good enough, when they are doubting their ability, they stop showing up. So they don't show up for their business. They don't go and grab the brass ring. They don't say, hey world, this is who I am. This is what I do. This is how I serve. They feel like crap. And so they act as if they are someone who is less deserving, which means they're not showing up. They're not advertising their product. They're not saying, hi, I'm here. This is me. This is what I do. And this is how to buy for me. They're not showing up and they're not selling. And then their businesses aren't successful, not because they don't have a successful business model, not because they don't know what they're doing, but because they actually haven't been the business owner who's showing up for their business, telling people, this is who I am. This is what I do. This is how I serve. And this is how to buy for me. So 
if you're not asking for the sale, of course you feel like an imposter. Of course you feel like you're not doing this right because you're not doing it right and you're acting like an imposter. The only way you change that story is if you start showing up as the boss of your business, making sure that you're consistently visible, making sure that your messaging is clear, that people know who you're for, people know who you're not for, people know what you do, people know the pain points you solve, the transformations you offer, and then you ask for the sale. If you are not doing those things because you're just waiting to not feel like an imposter anymore, that is not going to work, my friend, because it's, it's just imposter syndrome. We can just swap it out with confidence. You don't feel confident about yourself, right? Because I've said this a thousand times on this show that entrepreneurs like to create these phrases to puff themselves up and create these made up scenarios and syndromes because it's hard to say I have low self-esteem. <laughs> And one of the things I can tell you from sitting in my therapy chair for 10 years talking to people is the thing that I always said to folks is I can't get you to feel good about yourself, to feel worthy and to feel confident just by sitting here and talking about it. And you can't find it in a bookstore. You can't find it on a blog. You can't find it listening to every podcast under the sun. You are only going to find it by doing something different by choosing new actions that are going to spur new thoughts and lead to new feelings that then will inspire a different story about yourself. So getting rid of imposter syndrome, step one in my book, and I say this all the time and it doesn't make me popular, but make gosh darn sure you are not an imposter. Because some people aren't imposters. They're just new. They've never done this before. They're accountants who are now offering financial training. They're beauty um, experts who are now offering makeup tips online. They're, you know, they, they're experts at the trade and they're just new to doing it in a particular way, in a particular service. So the first thing you want to do when you're thinking about your business idea and why it might not be bringing revenue in and getting all wrapped up in the story that you're an imposter is take a step back from that and just make gosh darn sure you're not one, right? Make sure that you're not like reacting (laughs) because you're just new at the game. Because here you can look at the number of hours you have spent learning the thing you're teaching and training other people to. You can look at how many classes you've attended. You can look at any licensure you've gotten, any certificates you've gotten, the number of books you've bought, the number of hours you've spent training, how many other people you have helped with this? How many other people have seen results by working with you, even if it's in a new way? Because if you were new, imposters, all those weird doubt feelings, all those self-limiting beliefs, they, they can get normalized a little bit because you should be feeling this way. Think a little bit about the difference between being a freshman in high school and a senior in high school on the first day of school. I don't know about you, but when I was a freshman, and for me, I went to a junior, senior high school. So I have to like compare my seventh grade self to my 12th grade self. So think about that. Think about like how nervous you were not knowing what to wear, not knowing how to dress, not knowing if you're supposed to like really wear the new outfit or if you're supposed to act like this ain't no big deal and ain't no thing. And you're just going to wear your grubby summer t-shirt and shorts that you wore all gosh darn summer long. 
And then think about yourself senior year. You're the oldest in the school. You know this is your last year. Everybody wants to be a senior. And you kind of, even if you have low self-esteem, I I was somebody who struggled with that in high school. But senior year, man, I like puffed up a little bit. I, I was like the oldest. I was the most experienced. Like I was looked up to on some level by some people. Like so many freshmen or, you know, if you're in a junior, senior high seventh grader it's like you're gonna feel new you're gonna feel like I don't know where I'm going I don't know what I should be doing I don't know where anything is and that is normal just as if it's normal to be more confident once you've done it for four to six years and you walked in the building and you know all the teachers and you know everybody so don't mistake imposter syndrome for being new Because if you're new, you have to get your reps in, even if you're experienced, even if you have the degree and the certifications and all of the experience to show for it, you've never done it in this way before. And like when you do it in this way, it's like you've moved offices. So you have to get your reps in a little bit and you have to get used to that rather than I don't belong here. It is so easy, especially in the entrepreneur space where we now have created a goddamn name for it to call it imposter syndrome to then just say like there's a name for this I don't belong here rather than making a commitment to saying what do I need to do differently how do I need to show up differently how do I need to move through the world differently so I know I belong and everyone else watching me knows it too how my vot, how my tribe is going to find me, what kind of vibe I'm putting out to the world so people can get to know me, learn more about me and get connected to me. So it's not about sitting and feeling and feeling all those doubts and feeling all those worries and thinking that if you just read the right books or you listen to the right podcast or you write in the right podcast question, you're suddenly going to feel better. It's about recognizing that as a result of imposter syndrome, you are probably choosing behaviors that are contributing to it. You are giving imposter syndrome oxygen. You're giving it room to move, room to grow, room to foster. And it's like a fire and that match has been lit in you. It's just off to the races and it's been ignited rather than looking at behaviors and things you can do that will muffle the fire that will be like oh you think you can't watch me you know for me one of those things was this podcast I I knew that I'm really good at that Q&A format I knew that it was my sweet spot I had a successful rela- you know relationship advice column for years where people wrote in questions and I offered the answers so I had enough experience um, with this idea that the Q&A format really worked for me. So it set me up for success. Likewise, I know that I'm lousy on live video trainings. I get too distracted by the comments. I lose my train of thought. I get um, sort of pulled in the different directions of building community and engaging with people on the show. At the same time, I'm trying to give important information. I'm a disaster. But when I sit in a really focused way and talk for a short amount 
amount of time about a particular topic, I'm way more set up for success, even if I sometimes cough, even if the weed whacker goes off like it did like two weeks ago on an episode. You know, it sets me up for success because it's the thing I'm better at. So if you take those two areas, one is looking at the way you've been emotionally and physically struggling in your body and making gosh darn sure you're setting your life, your business, and you know, your regular everyday up for success, given that you have this condition, while also representing your business in a way that you can feel proud of, that shows up, that takes ownership over it, you are going to set yourself up for way more success. That's really what it comes down to, my friend. So this is a lot. Um, You're probably, given that you struggle with distractibility, given that it's hard for you to focus, what I would do is I would go back to the beginning of this episode and kind of listen to it slowly, take notes. Or the other thing that's really helpful, and I've done this with folks who struggle with ADD and ADHD myself, is just get somebody else to, to listen in for you and to take notes and to organize it for you. Because some people who struggle with ADD do really well absorbing content in an audio way. Other times, for other people, they actually need the visual. So anybody who cares about you, anybody who knows that you're struggling might be willing to take the next, I don't know how long I've rambled on for you, 20 to 30 minutes to, to listen into what I have to say, to outline the process for you and to help you get clear. But then going forward, you will be able to kind of learn and figure out for yourself, how do you best learn? How do you best organize information? How do you best consume content so you can put it into action? for yourself. And when you see yourself moving through the world consistently, you will start to feel more like successful. You will start to feel more capable and you will feel more set up for success. And then that in turn turns into that cycle of changing your behavior and allowing you to show up for your business with more confidence. Um, I really appreciate the vulnerability it takes to ask questions like these. Thank you for um, standing up for yourself, asking the question. I hope I've given you a good direction here, and I hope you found it too helpful. And again, not too overwhelming for somebody who struggles with distractibility issues. So get yourself medically tested. Make sure you this is your diagnosis. Make sure you learn about what it means like for you, and then go ahead, implement the treatment ideas, take care of yourself, and take care of your business. Thank you so much for today. I look forward to talking to you next time. Bye for now.